listeners and welcome back to Geniuses, Poets and Artists. Today I have with me a very special guest, Ray Miguel Lee, uh, lately of the Improv Company, still of the Improv Company. Uh, lately? I don't know, does lately mean that he's dead? I, I feel recently? That that's the first impression I will get with the word lately. Right, right. No, he's not dead. Uh, no, he's oh, not. am he's I? Am I undead? And I don't know. I last after the last couple of weeks, every everything just feels like possibly, yeah, we are all just shambling around this half life. Yeah, we're we're in a state of like limbo, just purgatory, just wandering through. Are, are we in lockdown? Are we not in lockdown? We are both in lockdown and not in lockdown. And not so in lockdown. it's like Schrodinger's lockdown. Probably a misuse of philosophy. <laughs> I'm completely wrong because we are totally in it. Uh, like the cat, no one asks the cat how they feel about this, right? They just hey, the cat is there and not there. Yeah, they just assume that the cat is fine, yeah. no matter what situation they put it in, and they, they hope for the best. But yeah, after two weeks, they're not sure if the cat is surviving or if the cat is writing to the Straits Times about like what 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 they can do next. Yes, but or yes. perhaps asking, uh, "Hey, NEC, how how you how are you guys how are you guys doing? You guys okay? You, yes. you guys want to tell us what's going on?" The cat is becoming <clears throat> very anxious and like trying to figure out how to how to launch classes in the next coming weeks. Yeah, well, you know what? We don't know if. We're gonna survive, but that's launch classes anyway. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like Nero fiddling or Rome birds, <laughs> except it's not Nero. I mean, Nero fiddling, um, and the Romans are screaming, possibly. Okay, let's not go any further. <laughs> not, with, not with this particular analogy. Too, too much analogy a little bit, one, a little bit, yes, in one it. phrase. Okay, uh, so Miguel, tell me, who hmm. are you? Hi, I am Miguel. I am the producer, as right, you rightly said, I am the producer of the Improv Company. Also, your coffee machine for day-to-day things, I guess. Yeah, so metaphorically, because I make my own coffee, but okay. <laughs> yes, I get of it, course. I get it. No, no, no. I show up at Kim's house every day and like, uh, how would you like your, would you like a flat white? Yeah. Oh dear. Clearly you have not Kim, made me any Kim, coffee. Kim just cringed at me for, for those listening. <laughs> like, so well, I'm a pour-over man, I'll l- have you know. Yes, uh, let, let that be a lesson to everyone. Kim loves his coffee in a certain way. So if, if you ever talk about coffee to him, make sure you know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yes. Oh wow, yes, the machine, it's working. Soundboard And it's surprising That you only have Four buttons on it So is there like Four sound uh, effects yeah, You can do four. I think there should be more I haven't figured it out yet But there's, a, there's Applause Ooh yes <laughs> Game show Yeah Hello and, and welcome to Chats with Kim Oh this is funky It's exactly mm. what it's called It's called funky Oh The sound I'm effect is called funky Very well straightforward Yes Yay five points to me yeah. <laughs> My goodness This technology is Quite sophisticated At least compared to like What we were like A year ago I guess Yeah uh, I mean a year ago I think we were In lockdown <laughs> Yeah exactly We were <laughs> we were in the same situation But with Not with this amount of hardware Nope uh, Definitely And, and I, again I realise I'm Not pointing to a camera But yes. like I was pointing to like The random stuff we have in the studio We have like Equipment that is Worth our lives combined Or perhaps even more uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Right now Not so much uh, Oh no no There's Oliver's lapels Which is worth a lot That's definitely worth more than me There's a projector sure. Which we've Kind of used To project uh, images Onto Asher's chest If I'm not wrong Oh uh, yes Salvaged from Centre 42 yes. While they were still around Right Yes And I suppose they're still around But like the so I was about to go off on this tangent about how uh, the arts uh, arts funding is here, but let's not. 
Let's oh, not yeah. do that. Let's sure, just sure. avoid the topic completely. Yes. Avoid that massive elephant in the room, whether that of huge a particular color. Elephant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're just roaming around right now. Massive one. They're just sitting in this room, staring at us balefully. Ah, yes. Such a nice sight. He's got a mask on, so that's okay. That's good. A mask on an elephant. That, that is some engineering right there. Where does it go? Where does, does it hang off the tusks? It feels like one of those memes like, oh, how, how does a dog wear a jeans? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah how, how, how does an elephant wear a mask? Is, is it here? Or is it part there? of that respiratory is thing? Is it everything? Hmm. Philosophy. Thoughts with Kim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh... So uh, let's let's leave the elephant alone for a little bit. Sure. Yes, yes. Um, so uh, as producer here at the company, uh, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? Wow, I like how my job review is happening on a podcast right now. No, no, now. no. Performance review is next <laughs> month. We have a conversation. That's that's not going to be public, obviously. Help me. Help. Please what? Help. What? I heard nothing. Uh, yes. So I, as producer, I oversee like the day-to-day management of things here. I make sure that everything works like clockwork. So that includes like all our classes, which includes our workshops, our courses, includes our performances and our various venues. Occasionally, it also includes like our corporate uh, training, which we do for like multiple uh, clients. Which, by the way, if your company needs a bit of improv, let us know because we can tailor a session for your workplace. Oh, wow, where did that come from? I don't know. Yes, it, it felt like the spirit of Daniel just came through me. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> but yes. so basically that's my job here at uh, TIC, making sure that things run as smoothly as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he, I will say, first of all, that he does an amazing job at that. Mm. Because, um, you know, it, it's today in class, it will... Um, I think a couple of my students were using the analogy of, you know, when you're improvising, you're like the duck on the water. Yes. And the duck on the water is swimming and its legs are going furiously. But it's just moving smoothly on the surface. Mm. Um, I think he was using it to describe one of his classmates who started off as a duck on land and then transitioned to a duck on water. So I think that's progress. (laughs) That's good. Yes. Yes. Uh, We want to eventually become like ducks where... uh, look very tranquil uh, above the surface, mm-hmm. but can be panicking as heck yeah, yes. under the surface. Uh, I think the general impression of the company, I could be wrong. Uh, listeners, if I'm wrong, uh, please let me know. Just drop me an email at kim at improv.sg uh, telling me what you really think about my <laughs> duck analogy. Uh, oh in the meantime, I think uh, the current. A thousand emails suddenly flooding in right now. Ducks. Do you, would you rather fight a thousand ducks or a thousand horses? A thousand duck-sized horses or a That's thousand horse-sized ducks. Yes. <laughs> one massive yeah. duck. Duckatron. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I think the impression currently is kind of like we are swimming, but we're also kind of like, well, we're swimming and the water is fairly tranquil. We're also screaming. Like a screaming duck that's swimming past you. Oh, that's interesting. I think. I mean, I can see where that image comes from. From from my my perspective, I've always thought we were basically the the usual duck, which is like graceful in the top, right. but panicking below. But I definitely understand that for the past two weeks, especially, past like, two weeks especially yes. our duck has definitely been screaming yes. a little bit, yeah, both internally and externally. But. Uh, that's just that. That's being said. Like the tide is definitely not calm. Uh, like there are lots of ripples in the water. Yes, uh, and it's like that. You know, jaws. Yeah, he's yeah, got that. There's a fin. There's I'm, a f- I like this is a fucking river. Why is there a shark yes. in the river? <laughs> Why are there five fins surrounding us? Hello, 
park ranger. Yeah, and in the distance, you see an F&B duck like, just disappear <laughs> under the water. You're like, that's yes. worrying. Yes. Like the, the school, uh, the, M, the educational ah, yes. ducks are like slowly leaving the pond. <laughs> and like, should I leave as well? Am I an educational duck or am I an arts duck? Are you worried? We have adult student duck. <laughs> yes. okay, the analogy is getting a bit stretched, but I think... Uh, but again, like, you get the picture. Like uh, Our jobs, uh, both for artistic director and producer, have been uh, complicated, I guess, with current mm. developments. Yes. That being said, like we have been blessed with a very supportive community. Yes. And like with every announcement we make, there are like uh, 10,000 responses of, oh, I want to help. I want to do this. I want to sure. give you some support. Mm. And that has definitely been very encouraging. Yes. So we've had our down times, but it's always good to know that no matter what happens, people have been stepping up to help. And like not just in, in multiple ways, more than one. Just like from organizing jams, volunteering at shows, mm-hmm. even uh, giving advice, be it legal oh, or yes. financial or, yes, uh, the horror in our eyes as we look around. I feel like the elephant is snuffling in my ear right now. <laughs> yes, yes. Hello. Yeah, hi, Excuse hi. Me. Excuse me. Go back into your enclosure. But I mean, the main point I was trying to make was like, people have been giving us like help. In one form or another So it's not just been like Me or Kim Or like any of the coaches It's been a community effort Surviving the past two weeks Or like Surviving this entire uh, Season Mm. So that's been A great relief It just just feel uh, So much better Right when You can say that We are all in this together And you can really feel that Mm. uh, Based on the messages That people are sending You know The offers of support Rather than You know Just trying to organise Which in itself is Painful, but having that emotional kind of support and, and um, encouragement is mm. helps you know keep that spirit up. It does. It does. And, yeah. Great, great. So, um, how did you get into improv? Oh dear. Um, yes. How did I end up uh, chaining myself to this place? <laughs> huh? Uh, no. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I hesitate because I'm trying to remember when it started. Uh, 2017. Yes, that's when I took my 101. I it was one of the. Un- Conventional people Which didn't jump in Through a taster session I just jumped in Straight through 101 Mm -hmm. Uh, I just graduated From university At that point I was looking for a job And I wanted to occupy myself I I wanted to keep my mind active So I didn't like Stagnate in the house While writing my resume Uh, True enough One of the things Which kept me occupied Was improv Mm. And Annie was the Coach to welcome me in I believe you were there as well, but you were just there like to, to like watch how things were going before you walked out. In fact, yeah, I think the first thing you've ever said to me was, oh, you've seen improv in Toronto. Because I was sharing like where, where, where I've like first encountered improv and uh, just revealing that I was very mainstream and I only found it through Second City. While you were like, oh, did you see it from uh, Upright Citizens Brigade? Did you read mm. this book? And I was like, no, I did not. I didn't realize there were all these things. Mm. But uh, yeah, Annie was very patient with me. At that point, I was still very, very uh, introverted as a person. I think I have progressed significantly since then. Uh, and a lot thanks to like the coaches in Improv 101, 201 and 301. And yeah, it was just by sheer luck that I was attending classes at a time when 
the SIF, the Singapore Improv Festival, ah. was happening in twenty uh, towards twenty eighteen. Yes. And so you guys needed volunteers. I was a volunteer. You guys needed performers. Uh, I formed a team with uh, Dennis Tan, oh, yeah. uh, with uh, Adam, with uh, 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 spam, the spam artist. Yes. Mm. And then you guys needed an intern, and I jumped in, albeit like. For a d- completely different role in marketing, which mm, yes. I did not uh, fully fulfill, and I'm being generous with that term, but yes, <laughs> but all these were stepping stones to getting to where I am. Mm. Although, honestly, like becoming a producer in three years was definitely not part of the plan. So no, uh, but it's kind of a more like an arts management part, right? Like in with a small company, when you have so many different things to fulfill, and mm. also personnel changes, and Hazel left last year. Yeah, and so that uh, your role has uh, evolved over the years. It has definitely changed quite a lot, and it is an eye-opening experience. Like the very first time I worked for you guys, I remember like, oh, so this is how you book venues. Oh, this is how you liaise with other arts practitioners on a first name basis. You mean I can call him Ivan? Wow! <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that another elephant in the room? No, no, no. no he's friendly. Uh, he's helpful. Yes, he's yes. friendly. He's been. Uh, very supportive as well. Ivan if you're listening Thank you so much For liking all those posts <laughs> <laughs> And Yeah cool. so Okay Okay Yeah I, I think it just it helps, it helps them to know That people are They've gone through Many of the similar experiences And You know when they started out They were in many ways Like us They were um, And I think we are not Really like Complete neophytes anymore mm. uh, After some years Of you know Going to Going to Probably going to use a war metaphor or something, whatever you know, trenches, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Slogging through the mud, you know, you you learn things, and um, I think it's part of being an artist and founding community. It's also giving back in that way. Right. That, uh, how people have helped you before is also trying to help others who are coming up in a similar way. I think that's the be- that the good thing about the arts community in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe uh, more specifically the theater company, uh, theater community in Singapore at least. Mm-hmm. We are. Small, that is an unfortunate fact in Singapore. But because we are small, we are prepared to help each other. There's no point like being uh, fighting for audience members because we know that an audience member for one night in our show could be an audience member for another group's show in another night. And like we try to make sure, we try to give each other like pointers on how to survive this period, how to level up when we see that we are outgrowing our resources. And... Uh, I, th- I think our, like not just the improv community but like mm-hmm. the theatre community in Singapore have at least been willing to share their experiences sure we are competitors to some extent but we do offer like that helping hand once in a while mm-hmm. and that's a very comforting thing to know that we have here in Singapore yeah yeah. Uh, I mean we're not really I mean we are competitors in one sense we are both doing uh, you know in the same field but mm-hmm. we're also competing with so much other things yeah. I think people are aware of that And also You know Together we are stronger Of course And and that has tr- Proven itself Time and time again In this like period mm-hmm. we, uh, For those who are not familiar There is this Facebook group Called the SG Creative uh, Professionals Something like that like COVID-19 Basically there's a support group yeah. That was started by Not just theatre pr- Practitioners But like arts yes. Practitioners in general Everyone trying to help each other out The moment there's an announcement From an NAC regulation Or a grant Or a uh, Resource mm-hmm. That's where you can hear Like people helping each other out And I think That's like Making your partner look good 
at mm-hmm. the grandest level in this art field. So mm-hmm. it's really good seeing that in practice. Yes, yes. Even I think the group even organizers. I think there was a white paper on theater practices. Oh yes. Uh, not too long ago, um, they they announced things. As, yeah, like you say, grants. Almost kind of organized. I think there was an attempt at getting an arts NMP. Yeah. Which I guess it didn't work, but at least there's an attempt, right? We're trying to organize and and make things happen. And uh, even if like we're not fully heard, we are starting to be heard. <laughs> like okay, uh, I'm I'm not saying that no one's hearing us. No, but no. Uh, I mean, I mean hearing is one thing, but yeah. uh, what they do with what they hear is another thing. Exactly. So yeah, that, I guess that that's my main point. Dang. Like. <laughs> But yes, the, at least there is a concert. There's a coordinated effort to get heard, mm-hmm. and I think uh, that that's happening. We mentioned earlier in the improv level. That's definitely happening in the theater level, mm-hmm. in the arts level. I, I think it's that, that's the silver lining of this crisis. That knowing that hey, at the end of the day, we're all trying to help each other out. Mm. There are there are nice people out there. I mean, there's that one article where someone's fighting with a safety ambassador, or like someone's causing trouble, breaking the rules, or one country is not complying with their regulations. But in general, people are just trying to get to the next day, like really trying to like pull themselves up and like, mm-hmm. hey, we'll get through this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By and large, but you know, human goodness doesn't really make for clickable headlines. So yeah, it's, it's uh, the new cycle. It's yeah. it's it's it's, it, we, it's an active effort to recognize that there are good things happening mm-hmm. once in a while, right? Okay, yeah, mm. I'm optimistic. I like that. <laughs> it's my job. Mm. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Um, okay, what's your favorite improv thing? What is my favorite improv thing? I like how broad this question is. It's meant to be. Yeah, yeah it's because I have multiple answers depending on how I interpret that question. Okay, what's uh, what's the first thing you thought of? I thought about what's my first. Uh, no, what's my favorite improv? Uh, okay, short form game. I think everyone who has attended a jam knows what that is. I, I think uh, I don't have to say it in this podcast because, like, if you think you know what this, what my favorite game, uh, my short favorite short form game is, email contact at improv.sg and see if you win a pin. Win the pin. Uh, am I supposed to say it? Am I supposed to give them a chance by saying it in this podcast? Uh, no, you don't have to. I think it's Ooh. more of a reward of those people who attended the jams. And also listening to this podcast, which should be a reasonably small subset, <laughs> I think. We'll Ooh. see. Maybe we'll get 50 entries. Who knows? Mystery. Yeah. And maybe none of them will be the correct answer. Which could it be? Yeah. I will, I will just have to explain to everyone, look, it was this game. I keep playing it. How do you possibly not know that? Yes. You've written a jam. But <laughs> yes, for, for long form formats, which is probably not as obvious, I love playing Perspectives. Because oh. like okay. um, For those who don't know I come from A history background So I studied Political science And history when I, when I was in university And so I'm Very very familiar With like Understanding a narrative From multiple Points of view And so perspectives Appeals to me Like you can tell The same story From the vantage point Of different characters And I've always loved Playing around with that mm. So like I even dabbled With doing my own show On the Around that format There was a murder mystery I did it about Two years ago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which Loosely followed That frame About like How a, a, a simple Event Like a murder Could be seen From different perspectives Could have Different possible Murderers 
and yet uh, trying to find the right answer just with the help of the audience. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why I've, I, I guess I've always enjoyed those kind of games, like finding out like the same events but from different angles. Uh, another way I would answer that question of what's my favorite improv thing, I guess I just love the collaborative nature of improv. Mm-hmm. If that answers the question as well, sure, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because I mean, in what I, sense? I mean, I love just jumping on stage and mm-hmm. being able to create something with someone else, sharing that moment, not just with a performer, but with an audience member who is also actively mm-hmm. in the creative process. And that's something which you don't find in a lot of other art forms. It's not, it's not unique to improv, no. but it's definitely something which is heightened in improv. Like, I am always working with my partner. I'm always creating something that is not by Miguel or mm-hmm. by Kim. It is by that team and that audience. And I like how, because of that collaborative nature, I am always surprised. No matter how many times I give the same input from my own perspective, just the input from someone else changes the final result. And just being amazed by what new thing I can find mm-hmm. is, is just very, very beautiful from a creative point of view. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Are there any other things that popped up with that question? I, I think those are the two like loudest answers in my head right now. Mm. Like screaming in my head, like uh, that short form game and perspectives and collaboration. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I remember back in NS, like my sergeant major told us that you can define your character based on how you like to run. And so people who love to run by themselves tend to be very disciplined. Well, as people who like to run uh, in teams, who like to do like uh, group running, mm-hmm. they, te- they are very uh, team-minded. So they're the people which you can trust. If anything goes wrong, they're the ones who have your back. Whereas the one who uh, run independently, uh, they're the ones which no matter what happens, you can trust that they will do what they need to do at the end of the day. Mm. So I always run in groups. I have very little discipline. I, I don't run independently. And... I think that's what I see in my improv as well. I love the collaboration and I am always, I instinctively try to focus on how I can yes and my partner, how mm. I can build on that. Mm. Although I will admit that means I also have to find out like how to be my own independent improviser as well. Mm-hmm. I think Nick, Nick Napier is the one who says like the best thing you can do for yourself mm-hmm. is to uh, make, the best thing to, you can do to make your partner look good is to make yourself look good, right? Or is that someone else? Oh dear. I feel like he would have said something along the lines of take care of your own shit or something. Yes, I think something like that. Uh, I, I'm probably phrasing it wrongly, but yes, mm. basically like you should also be disciplined as well. You can't always be a team player. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your team has also, also has to be out there to look out for you. And uh, I guess as a performer, that's one thing I'm still, I still see myself wanting to work on, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Trying to be not just a team player, but also like, independent player trying to be the, the person who is helped the person who is uh, being yes and too mm. yeah mm. okay yeah. okay uh, yeah I think this is a balance of both right? and it is uh, ultimately the complete improviser has elements of both and is competent enough in both to hold their own whether they are in a new team or they're you know, acclimatizing to a new team or maybe even a show where uh, 
they've never practiced before. Hey. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. Let's talk about it for half an hour and throw ourselves on stage. Okay, great. Oh my goodness. Um, Which is a fun experience, by the way. Yeah, that was fun. I was telling my class this morning, right? Like, um, I mean, I, I think prior to May, was it May? Shit, has it been this month? Uh, uh, I've yeah. not really done any shows without a rehearsal. Uh, and then this month I've done three. And that's because the people I was playing with, uh, whether it's a coaches show or whether it's TCP, mm. uh, it's because I trust them and I know them very well. I know that uh, regardless of how things are going on stage, they'll have my back. Uh, regardless of uh, you know what I throw out, someone will catch it, and well, they will do something with it. Maybe mm. not necessarily what I want, <laughs> but that's improv, right? That's part of the yeah. whole game, and uh, I'll probably be okay with what uh, what they do with it. And mm. it was fun. Uh, the coaches show especially felt quite freeing. Uh, I got to play with you and Asher and Tim, and it was um, quite a different experience from the usual mm. TCP stuff, right? So yeah, after like so many months of performing shows where there is a format which is to like move around or if it's a short form show like mm-hmm. you know like these are the games you want to play and we yeah. have to stick to these games right. like doing a show where it's free form that just do long form trust each other and just tell a story that, that was definitely yeah. Yeah. very relaxing of course it was panicking at the start because at the first five minutes like oh no where are we going with this oh really oh shit like okay, <laughs> okay. I was like mm. I, I think because I, uh, I'll, I'll put it out there that I'm, I'm probably the least experienced out of the four of us who were on stage mm-hmm. um, but uh, I think within the first five minutes we established everything we needed and I could like trust everyone I, mean, I was already trusting everyone from the start but like oh okay this is where we're going mm-hmm. this is what I can contribute mm-hmm. let's do this right. and then the entire one hour was us just improvising without a format just improvising a story and yeah. I think it was just very satisfying not at the end of the show but like during the show just mm-hmm. knowing like yes mm-hmm. this is where we're going yes. and I am going to follow this path yes. uh, yeah for that for that particular show the quarter show right? I think mm-hmm. uh, the main thing that I, I took from our very brief discussion before the show <laughs> was that we are not doing singing, which is mainly for me, I think. <laughs> Everyone else is like, yeah, sure. Hey Kim, and I was like, no. Your suggestion is clown. I'm gonna kill someone. <laughs> Maybe let me think about it. Maybe a clown. Oh dear. <laughs> um and uh, what was the other thing? Oh then I, I think at one point I said that, you know, I might go weird. Might oh, do yeah. some non linear shit. And people were like, Okay. And that was kind of it for me. I was like, Cool, we're good, let's go. Yeah, I think, and also like Tim was saying, I, I think it was Tim, or I, like one of them was saying like, they wanted to do, go more into long form than like wacky, crazy town, short form. Mm. And so like we all threw in our different pointers of what we wanted, what we didn't want, our boundaries. And then that was it. Yeah. That yeah. was just our discussion. Like, Real okay, fun. that is our show. Just within these parameters, let's do something. Yeah. And it would probably be fine. And it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the students, by and large, they came were quite uh, satisfied. Yeah. In fact, we were thinking about that, right? Because I think someone, some students said, "Can we do see more long form? Can we do less short form? Something like that." Oh yes, hi Nicola. So uh, oh, yeah. oh Nicola, okay. Yeah. So mm. one of my students like messaged me and said, "Like, hey, I, I'm not sure if you can do this, but uh, maybe if you did a long form, that would be nice." Because at that point, she was still doing short form. She was transitioning into two hundred one. And so, yeah, sure, we can give him a bit of a taste of that. Although at that point, also, I was like, I don't even know what we're doing. But yeah, like it, it was very like at the end of the day when we did the show, I was like, yes, we have demonstrated to our students what long form can be. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna be out there and say like, it's it's not what long form should be. 
because no one should ever say that. Yeah, it's not we're not gatekeeping here. Yeah, like that's improv, that, and that's the beauty of improv. Like it can be what you need it to be at any given point in time. Right. Uh, I had thoughts about that recently. Oh. I think something about how improv as is roots, right? It's it's Viola Spolin going, hey, let's do some theater exercises with children, sure, uh, with underprivileged children. Right. Let's make it as accessible to people as possible. Uh, and so you know that's we want to bring it back to that sense of like, hey, it's improv. It's a tool for everyone who can get access to that. Right. You know, and we we try our best to um, provide access where we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a scholarship, so scholarship uh, applications for next cycle are open now. If you're listening, although if you're listening, you're probably already a student, so I don't know what yeah. I'm talking to. But, but as in, like, there will be classes in perpetuum, hopefully. And uh, I yes. saw that, but yes, oh, it, there will be there yes. will be classes right. in perpetuum, right. yes. and like every cycle will have an opportunity for scholarships yes. for as long as we can keep it running. Yes. Uh, we want to make sure that ev- again, like improv is supposed to be accessible first yes. and foremost, and we want that to be the case for like no matter how advanced or how simple our class is. So if finances is the only obstacle to your class, uh, to your like participation, journey, yeah. participation, yeah. Like, we can help out. Yeah, please let us know. Reach out to us. Uh, we want to help you. Yeah. Yeah, it just feels like the company has, was, is, was, I guess... Will have will been be. yeah, would have uh, you know moving up you know the Maslow's little hierarchy <laughs> triangle the bottom is survival which right. is where we were for a super long time and I think in some ways it, f- it still feels like that but mm. in some other ways we are moving up that where we are trying to do things that are more than just survival that are trying to give back where we can yeah like uh, like we're giving to Pink Dot this year yes we are yes because reasons Pink uh, could the white elephant just go away Go Excuse stay, me. stay. Excuse me. Go away. Yeah, but because we believe in these values of of people, uh, you know, being free to to express themselves, being free to who be who they are, uh, and we want to give a little bit in in that direction there to you know put our money where our mouth is. Of course, it has nothing to do with being rebellious of anyone. No. It's all about like being expressive. Yes, and, and like, you know, this is a society we want to live in where we treat everyone as humans. Yeah, you can disagree. But you can disagree in respectful terms. You can still say yes, yes, and does not mean I agree with everything. It's no, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge I, exactly. Like that—that's what I've been telling my students more recently. Like yes, and is not a literal thing that the performer has to, uh, that the character has to do. It's not yes. It is yes and, which the performer has to yeah. like accept that my partner has offered this. Mm-hmm. I can give an alternative perspective, but I am just acknowledging that what they have given. Is that and it is a legitimate perspective, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, how would you describe your relationship to improv? Um, I mean, I am the producer of TIC, so yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I complicated. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what is my relationship with improv. I, I as in. More recently, I've been taking up coaching because my responsibilities for most of my time here at TIC has been administrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only since uh, after the circuit breaker that I've been taking a more active role in teaching because there have been so many more, much more classes. And I guess, like, as I teach, I, I, and I had a conversation with John about this, like, coaching does force you to make decisions about what your relationship to improv is. Mm-hmm. I guess so far what I've gathered is improv is uh, 
a place where I have to really force myself to be open-minded. I have to really accept like, okay, I have this idea, but my partner might come from a different angle. Mm-hmm. And am I prepared to accept that angle? A lot of, uh, I, I can speak for myself. When I finished 101 and I started joining Jams, there were times where I found myself jumping into a game and I do offer and my partner throws in a different direction. And I, a split second, I feel offended. Oh. That you're like, I just gave you this perspective. Didn't you see that? But then after a while, as you get more experience, you realize that's not the improv way. Like you have to be open-minded and accept that your partner is as much an equal player, mm-hmm. an equal contributor to the process. And I guess that is how I would describe my relationship with improv. Like it's forcing me to realize that I have to be more open-minded with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Right? Mm. Yeah. Oh, I used, I used to have that too. Um, mm. It's like, my idea is great. Yeah. What's wrong like, with you? Why would you throw it away? Yeah, how but dare it's, you? It's also like, um, you know, the whole make your partner look good thing. Also, it's uh, how do you see your partner? And uh, I think these days, whenever I'm in a scene, I know that uh, I personally am dealing with a whole bunch of thoughts and uh, mm-hmm. impulses and whatnot going on. And if someone thinks I'm trying to be an asshole, <laughs> I think it's a little bit unfair. So I, you know, I want to give people the same benefit of doubt and assume that they are making the best choices they can make in that moment. And mm-hmm. then I support that and say, hey, okay, I see that you're trying. Let's help you with that trying. And yeah. let's, we are on this journey together. Let's you know, be partners in this and not adversaries. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, coaching has definitely opened my eyes to how, mu- how many more ways I can be open-minded mm-hmm. to my partner. Mm-hmm. How I can, yes, and in ways which I would not naturally go, which I can like not bend mm-hmm. over to accommodate to them, sure. but uh, like always be alert that my partner's suggestions can come from any direction. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I'll use my uh, a tennis analogy for this. Yep. Like whenever after you hit a strike to the next person, mm-hmm. uh, you always get centered, right? You don't stay at whatever corner you are. Otherwise, oh, you, you mean the player gets centered? Yeah, uh, the player gets centered. Ah, yes. Okay. Sorry, I I I'm not, I'm I don't play tennis obviously uh, these I days. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I I used to play tennis. But oh. I remember my my coach uh, saying that like after you strike to to the other player, mm-hmm. you always remember to move back to the middle of the court. Right. Because you never know what direction your partner is going to hit. Yeah. Uh, not what your partner. opponent. Mm-hmm. Your opponent is going to hit. But I mean, this applies to improv. Like, sure. You never know what direction your partner in on the scene is going to hit. Right. And you always want to be prepared whichever angle they hit. And I think that's what we do try to teach here at TIC. Mm-hmm. Always be ready for the unexpected because sometimes they can be amazing. And Yes. You never know where it's going to bring you, right? Okay, cool. Very cool. So aside from improv, and this might be a weird question, uh, what are you most interested in? Aside from improv? Yeah. What, what is that? How Those words, <laughs> uh, can they come together? I mean, I, I, I use the cycle a lot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't do that as often these days because uh, one, COVID, two... Uh, I think my my bike has rusted beyond repair, so oh no. I've not really gotten a new one recently. Okay, are you looking to get back into it or? Uh, like not probably really? not really, to be honest. Okay. I mean, I I enjoyed cycling when I had a lot of time to mm. do it. So like after I graduated from secondary school, after JC, after I OID from NS, uh, when I came back from uni, those were times where I had like a huge pocket, of, uh, a huge amount of time mm-hmm. to like really explore the country. 
And so, like, there were times which I would even cycle the the circumference of the island. Holy shit! Yeah, that that took about almost twenty twenty hours, because uh, like I know people can do it much faster, but like I'm 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 not a sporting cyclist. I'm more of a casual cyclist, and I, I like to like, cycle around and like see my environment and like just enjoy the moment, and like cycling around the island gives sh- it. It's nice because you get to see how the same country can be again pointing back to perspectives, like the same day could look so different in Changi as it does in Tampines as it does in Woodlands. Mm. Like one place would have a lot of like factory workers going about their day. One side would have a lot of fishermen trying to like kill time. One side would have uh, like uh, kids like fini- finishing their school and like walking home. Mm. So you like see a day in the life of Singapore, mm-hmm. but from different points of the island at different perspectives. And it, uh, it, it was a good experience. I'm not sure if I am physically capable of doing that again at this point. Uh, the last time I did that was what? When I was 20? 21? Mm-hmm. So that was like almost eight, nine years ago. Uh, I've gained quite a bit since then. Uh, but yeah, that's what I enjoyed in cycling. I used to be a canoeist, so I love water sports as well. So you said you weren't a sporting person. I was. I am not any longer. Oh, and okay. even okay. when I was a canoeist, yeah. I feel like I was roped in for the wrong reasons. I didn't join because I was competitive sportsman. I joined a canoeing and dragon boating, the club in ACS, because like I enjoyed that camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Like a dragon boat, uh, there was a saying like, make sure you pull your weight plus ten percent more, and like that's basically their way of saying like, make your panel look good. Like you, you want to like put in your weight, knowing that you are helping someone else, and someone else is there to help you as well. Right. And I enjoyed that spirit. I just didn't know that it was an improv philosophy, and that's why I did the sport for that. I was addicted mm. to like the collaboration, mm. uh, the teamwork. I wasn't addicted to like the pain of sports. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Okay, yeah. uh, makes sense, makes sense. Outside of that, I guess I also enjoy like uh, history-related stuff. Mm-hmm. So again, I have a history background, and so I love museums. If I ever visit a country, the first thing I would visit would be the history museum, mm-hmm. the national museum, the art museum. Uh, I'm a very uh, artsy-fatty kind of tourist. Mm-hmm. And like more recently, I've been visiting, revisiting like the museums here in Singapore. So I love like analyzing how... Oh, like. Okay. The current day mm-hmm. evolved to the current day. Well, at least one version of it. Of course, yes. I mean, as a historian, I'll acknowledge there are many different. Again, there are many perspectives, right? Go aw- that that white elephant is really disturbing us a lot <laughs> in this interview. <laughs> we should chain that elephant up. Yeah, it's as if we need to restrict the elephant for yes, some reason. Maybe deliver it a letter. Yes, a, a very uh, hard worded letter. Uh, but where was I? Uh, history. Yes, history. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I, I just like visiting a museum and seeing how, like, a, a, a community story can be told from an object's perspective, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so NLB, or uh, like National Archives or National Museum, if you need, need any, like, uh, like part-time researchers Hey, hi <laughs> I am willing to help If my company is willing to Let me moonlight I don't know why I'm saying this In front of my boss In a recorded um, <laughs> A recorded 
hey, yes. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I understand that they're probably not doing that these days because they have uh, like the archives. The archives, like why not? Because I did apply for them before applying for TIC actually. And yeah, I, I was actually actively considering a life as a curator oh. or like research in like history. So it does interest me, but I also understand that that ship has definitely sailed. I, I have gone too deep into improv to <laughs> ever come out of it. Oh, we should probably yeah. talk about the history of the company and improv in Singapore at some point. Oh, yes. I think there might be some interesting tidbits there to, yes. uh, to unearth. I mean, like this carpet uh, has a lot of history to it. Yes, for, hopefully for those not too much more. <laughs> for those who don't know, like this, this carpet has seen the best, the best times and the worst times of his, uh, of, of improv, yes. of TIC in general. Yes, there's some blood in this carpet. There's there's booze on this carpet. There's blood. blood. There's like a, an Sweat. ankle has been broken on this carpet oh. at one point. But wasn't that Luke's ankle? No, that was in the arts house. Oh, I'm yeah. my bad. Uh, I do sorry. believe Isaac's finger was dislocated. <laughs> So close but not quite Also it wasn't broken His knee was dislocated Luke's knee was dislocated knee. Okay yes Again there are lots of injuries That have happened in improv that, that, So yes Watch out for your Know your own boundaries please it, yeah. It's one thing to watch out For your partner's boundaries But know that you also have to Yes and yourself Yes and your own health Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Your own mental health especially I feel like emotional injuries Are rather more common in improv Than that's something which is not talked about, and uh, yeah, I, I I'm not sure if we have the time to talk about it here. Sure, but why not? Uh, sure, Let's I go. mean, <laughs> uh, it's too late, I guess. No, uh, well, too late uh, to talk about. No, 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 too too late to turn away from this topic. It is now. Yeah, it, it's it's it. The elephant is dancing in this room. <laughs> uh, let's see. But yes, like. Hey, welcome to Boundaries Trek with Kim and Miguel. Uh, but uh, yes, it's important to always establish your boundaries, right? Because um, again, like yes, ending yourself is just as important as yes, ending your partner. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you want to make sure that your partner knows like how they can make you look good without stepping on your emotional triggers. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure about TCP, but Lemuse, mm-hmm. uh, we always uh, do a quick uh, boundaries check before any show. Mm-hmm. We go through the basics like uh, emotional boundaries and, and uh, physical boundaries. Mm-hmm. And like you want to make sure you don't know like where not to touch, uh, where you are allowed to touch. Sorry, and also emotional boundaries. What topics we don't want to talk about? Maybe mm. death. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone has experienced a death of a loved one, and you don't want to talk about it in a scene, right? Because right. I remember John Pitts when he once when he re- when he visited to give his uh, workshops, mm-hmm. he did talk about boundaries and how like there was one time uh, a loved one of his died, but they didn't perform a boundaries check when. John came back to his performing team and so every scene they did revolved around death because the, pa- the team did not know how to process the fact that their partner has just experienced that topic right mm-hmm. so like having a good boundaries check will make sure that you know what's clear mm-hmm. what's not clear and uh, making sure that everyone's comfortable enough that whatever I improvise I know this is within the range that my partner is capable of stepping on stage with mm. Yes, um, yeah, protecting yourself as well, right? Because yeah. uh, I think not here so far. Uh, we haven't had a huge amount of like weird people creeps kind of thing, or the Me Too thing hasn't really touched uh, the improv scene here. We have a lot of supportive uh, students, supportive odd uh, performers, and they they've not crossed 
severely at least no. any boundaries no but uh, I mean we can't assume that that will never happen of course and so I mean we do tell our students that uh, yes and doesn't mean that you agree to everything and mm-hmm. it means that if someone is making you do something you're deeply uncomfortable with you have every right to stop and say I don't want to do this yes and uh, there's no shame in that because if you don't want to do it then that's okay because we don't want to make people do something that would give them any kind of emotional harm uh, the scene isn't worth that There are so many other scenes you can do yeah. Whereas your emotional health is of paramount importance As yeah. much as uh, you know, your physical you know, uh, health is like, I wouldn't break someone's ankle on purpose So why <laughs> should I you know, leave you with an uh, emotional <laughs> scar? Wow, that, that image of Kim just running on stage And it's like, hiya! Uh, you're an improviser now yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think this is something which Especially because we have a, like, a lot of new teams sprouting out since the circuit breaker We do, we have, yes We have four, five, six new teams mm. And we are happy to support them in any way you, In fact, you don't even If you don't want our support, that's fine Because that's it's fine because, it's I mean, fine. Really, it's fine Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, sure, you can survive by yourself No, what, what I mean to say by that is that You don't have to be We're not doing this for the sake of TIC we are doing this for the sake of the community. Like TIC is just there as like a, a, a like a place where resources are available. Mm-hmm. We make sure that there's always a home for the community. Yes. But it's always good that the community is self-sustaining, and I think that's our main goal. If if we can see like teams are self-organizing, mm-hmm. they don't rely on us to like organize rehearsals or like productions yep. or like classes. Yes. That is a good thing. That's a healthy scene. Yes. So it's all. It's definitely healthy that. These new teams also know how to move forward from that honeymoon phase of oh yeah. I like to play with you let's continue playing with together yeah. and not going into a negative loop where I want to play with this person but I'm uncomfortable about this I'm just gonna bite my tongue and I'm just gonna like really like hold it together while I'm going waddling through this uncomfortable situation absolutely yeah yeah it, it, surviving as a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, means that you enjoy the process And if you're not enjoying the process You're doing something wrong Yeah But the process isn't always going to be all Hearts and fl- uh, fluffy unicorns Oh of course You'd so be stretched yeah. to the limit right Absolutely And when you meet those uh, those uh, obstacles You want to be able to say I have the tools And I have the, the mental fortitude To say I know how to deal with this mm. I, I'm not just going to take it silently And then I'll suffer And two months later you're burning out And you don't know why Yes. But there's a very clear reason why people don't burn out for no reason. Yeah, and yeah, burnout is a serious thing. I mean, I, I've, I've faced it myself mm-hmm. as a performer and as a producer, and like it's always good to acknowledge your boundaries. Like, okay, I cannot do these things further. I love what I do, but I need to recognize that I can't do it all the time. I have to be breaks. And I think ASAP practices this. So as they don't perform as regularly these days, they recognize that each player has their own commitment. Some mm-hmm. of them are married now. Some of them have kids. And so they want to make sure that there's time and space for them to have their own personal lives as well. Absolutely. So the best thing they can do to keep their team alive is sometimes to just say, let's take a break for a few weeks, a few months, mm-hmm. and let's come back together mm-hmm. when we're ready. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that would make their shows all the more better. Yeah, and it keeps them alive if, if that's what mm. they want. And at yeah. some point, you know, a team decides, hey, let's not do this, but let's still be friends. Exactly. That's fine, you know. And so in, in many ways, just being good humans about things and understanding that things come and things go. We, are, we want to be good people to each other. Yes. And I think that's really at the heart of every, everything we're trying to do here uh, for improv and with improv. 
Right. I'd rather I'd rather break up as a team, but say I've enjoyed every performance we've done together. Mm-hmm. I think we collaborated well, mm-hmm. but let's break up as friends rather than I'm forced in a situation where I want to keep this team together because I'm proud of it, mm-hmm. but I am now just slogging it and like wow, it, it's a it's a mental strain just to like keep the rehearsals going, to mm-hmm. keep the shows going. Mm-hmm. That's definitely not where we want people to ah, go. Oh, right? it was like yesterday night, right? We were on that Zoom chat with Jester. Oh yes. Yeah, we're talking about the D and D thing, and he called it like it was. Everyone looked very sad and tired, and yeah. just the low energy, kind of like what's going on. It's like someone died, yeah. um, and it was no fault of Jester nope. or the format or the show. No, like they were all fine. Yeah. They were all well within normal parameters. Just the last two weeks have been exhausting for everyone, and everyone mm-hmm. brought that burden into the room. Yeah. And so, uh, we also trusted each other enough to call it out and say, "Hey, so this is happening. Can we be honest about this?" And that led to that change in the, the tone of the conversation and I think we parted. Uh, we ended the call on significantly better terms than if we... Um, it's that message uh, from gov.sg. For, for those who are, who are wondering why Kim paused, it's because my phone just... Uh, flashed with a message from... Uh, like those usual updates about like what's the situation in Singapore. I don't want to read it yet because no, uh, I'm not wait, sure wait. if it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing for us. Oh yeah, so that you know, understanding the mood of the of your fellow players or your teammates, mm-hmm. and caring enough about them to say, "Hey, are you guys doing all right?" Yes, it's also part of that process. And I'm glad that everyone was, especially Jester, like he handled it uh, with grace to make mm-hmm. sure that okay, maybe our format can take a break because this is his baby after and all. This is baby. But he, he was willing to Okay, clearly we do not have the Mental The emotional bandwidth Just yet To mm-hmm. continue this format mm-hmm. Let's do something more simple Let's yep. do short form games Let's just have fun uh, Or like People who don't want to show up For the next show You That's are okay. free to show yeah. Do not show up right. right And even that Having that choice Whether you exercise that choice or not Is It's a, it's a plus Yeah and You're looking after each other More than just the art Which the art Art can demand so much of people And you can right. drain people And really take them But That's also a choice If you want to make it But as a team As, as a teammate That's Not necessarily your call to, to make on someone else Absolutely So yeah Like uh, My biggest advice To the new teams If they're even listening Hello yeah, Oh dear probably. They're probably eager enough to listen Hi Hi guys Yes So uh, yeah Don't focus too much On the longevity of your team Focus on having fun In your next show Or yes. your next rehearsal Rather, yeah, rather focus on that that, mm-hmm. that that joy of like working together, yep. enjoying the craft that you like. Mm-hmm. And if it's meant to be that you break up after two or three shows, mm-hmm. let that be the process. Yeah. Or if it's meant to be that 50 years down the road and you're bringing your grandchildren to your yeah. 2000th improv show, mm-hmm. sure. That's yeah. All right. Like either way that, that would be brilliant That would be an amazing goal But like At the end of the day You don't want to be working Towards that longevity Because sometimes That will bring you To thinking about improv In the wrong directions mm-hmm. You just want to ha- Make sure you're, have, you're Enjoying the process mm-hmm. And you're enjoying it With your fellow players Your fellow teammates Otherwise It's not worth it mm-hmm. Right You, yeah. you want to make sure That you're all Really uh, In the boat In the same boat And like Really sailing Smoothly on that journey Yes I would say there's also a space for people who want to really drive that and are there for the art. But then mm. what you want to do is find people who have similar goals to you. Yeah. Um, because you'll find that if you have those goals and your goals don't cohere with people in your team, 
that's going to lead to tension. That's going to lead to conflict. Um, so rather than that, find people who have uh, the same wavelength of you in that terms. And if you are staying on another team, understand what the team is about and you know, uh, be a team player in that sense. Yeah, it's 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 a bit like Darwinism in a way, like like okay, <laughs> some so like some that, that's the life cycle of teams, right? You, you, you finish a class and then they say, okay, let we, we love performing, like uh, learning together. Let's mm-hmm. just form our own class team, and then over time, as you perform and you rehearse, you start realizing that, oh, this person has different tastes from me. This yeah. person has similar tastes to me, mm-hmm. and yeah, like so the the natural way for things to go is like. Eventually, t- fresh teams might die at the start, yep. uh, not because like people are vindictive, but because they realize there are more concrete definitions about like, what their tastes are, yeah, what their preferences. Their voice. Yeah. yeah, and like with that uh, dying mm-hmm. of teams comes new teams. Yep. Like so people start realizing, okay, you prefer more slapstick comedy, mm-hmm. more uh, crazy town kind of short form. Mm-hmm. I want to play with you, and they form their teams. Yep. And like some other people, like oh, I like grounded stories. Mm-hmm. I really want to be more. I want want to follow a character for thirty minutes, for forty minutes, and so they start forming their own teams, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. And, and then that's beautiful, right? Because yeah. then. Uh, at, at that stage, an improviser's life cycle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, they have a clearer idea of what they want to do, what kind of uh, art they want to make. Um, and it doesn't make, you know, the bonds you have with your earlier classmates any less good or important. It's just a different uh, point in your development. Yeah. And that's okay. And who knows, you might do other projects with them again at some yeah, point, yeah, yeah. but at least you know what you want to do and you can find like-minded people. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people yeah. make the mistake of not getting past that, that death. Mm-hmm. That like, oh, okay, I realize we have differences. Mm-hmm. Let's try things with different people. Right. And I think, I think peop- like, this cohort of people have realized that much more quickly. And I think mm-hmm. people are like, open to trying new things with new people. So that's good. Like for my batch, I can say we uh, found that out the hard way. Sure. Like we, yes. we stuck to it. We and I, I mean, I, I don't speak for the fellow performers I, I worked with, mm-hmm. but I think for myself, I knew that there were moments where I was really uh, doing the show for the sake of the show, not for the sake of enjoying it. Uh, a bit of guilt, oh. knowing that this is my first team. I want to make sure that it survives forever mm-hmm. and not realizing that that's not the point of improv the point of improv is, re- uh, is, is really just enjoying it and yeah, just being in the moment, in the moment be staying in the moment that's yes. the phrase right mm-hmm. and like you can't stay in the moment if you're always thinking about how long your team is going to live mm-hmm. sometimes your team has to die naturally for better things to come from that death like a phoenix I guess like from the ashes like more concrete teams will mm-hmm. come out right and I think even the long-lived teams, they mm. also reinvent themselves. Yes. They, they find that, okay, we've changed as a team since you know, three years ago. What do we want to do now? Let's find something that excites us today. Let's find things that fit our skill set today, that our interests today have changed. Let's do that. Mm. Uh, and let's approach that with that open-mindedness and, to that, and all the accumulated skills and experience to make that even better than what we did before. Hmm. And you know, even five years down the road, like, hey, let's revisit this thing that we did five years ago. Maybe we'll like it. Maybe we won't. Have a go. Yes. Uh, and that's how. That's what a long-lived team tends to be a bit more like, rather than sticking to that same idea that used to be true at one point, but may no longer be the case. Absolutely. I mean, I, 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 we we joined this. Uh, we had we are in the same writing group. Oh yes. Which which sprouted out 
because of the first circuit uh, breaker <laughs> and like uh, Imran yes. uh, who is very well versed in the craft of writing yes. uh, and also disciplined I think he's a solo runner he is a solo runner yeah. definitely like he, he won't bother running with the rest of us he's just gonna zoom yeah. and like the rest of us are just struggling on the track like yeah. ah, I wanna write bit. the next there's page over there behind there's one of us just like flopped on the ground yeah like, <laughs> Imran's just running around the track with like his 10,000th page yes uh, but anyway, like the main point is like Imran did say this thing, which I think he learned from his uh, masters in writing, was that like don't fall in love with your first draft, because right. your first draft has to die. Mm-hmm. It has. Uh, it's good to have your initial ideas out, mm-hmm. but you also have to recognize that sometimes your ideas will evolve, mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll evolve drastically, and you have to be open-minded to the fact that. Mm-hmm. That involves like ripping up that draft and starting afresh, right. or like, even if you don't rip it up, a lot of your initial draft will not survive to the final draft, yes. and that applies That's in improv, okay. yeah. like yeah. It, it, in the, in the nature of team forming. Sometimes you won't your your original team might not uh, stay that way forever. Sure, that's fine. That's yeah, that's fine. fine. Right. Yeah. yeah. Same for, I guess, relationships and dating and all kinds of other extended metaphors you could extend that to. I mean, you're more f- familiar with that. I, uh, I am I am single, so yeah. I am married to improv. In all right. sorts of uh, projects and whatnot, like whether it's writing or even the company, right? We, there's the improv company going to be around forever? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Is it? But we, do, we have had to reinvent. We have had to change direction. We have to respond to new things. Uh, you've seen the evolve uh, evolution over the last year. Yes. I mean, yeah, just one year had so much evolution. Okay. Like, if, if if you had told me a year ago that, uh, or even before the circuit breaker, more accurately, that we were going to do shows at the National Gallery, mm-hmm. we were going to do those sh- shows outside of the den uh, every lot. two weeks. Oh. If you had told me that we were going to have e- classes every single day, and that three out of seven days a week we would have two simultaneous classes mm. not at the den but at multiple venues I would have laughed because that was an uh, absurd premise at that time yep. but that's the whole online point of evolution classes. like what? <laughs> 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 <Yes>. like, <laughs> online jams? what? like live streaming shows? huh? huh? like a I podcast about improv no, no. where Kim is interviewing me? huh? <laughs> like all of this is absurd but that's the whole point of evolution like it was absurd for those swimming creatures to realize that oh we could actually stay on land and not die like we could breathe oxygen we could absorb the sun Mm -hmm. the sun is not a deadly laser after all and just just breaking those boundaries Mm -hmm. is all part and parcel of the process in arts I guess Mm. yeah okay awesome so uh, I think we're coming close to the end of our conversation so yes uh, last question for you is where are you heading next? Oh dear, yes. I mean, many people have asked me about this, especially like when I'm meeting like old friends from uni or from school, NS, and they ask like, oh, okay, so you're producing the arts. What do you, is this what you want to stay in for the long term? And my answer in short is I don't know. Because like, uh, I've told this to many people when, when I studied in university my original mentality was I was going to be a civil servant I was yeah high five holy yes. shit I, yeah like uh, Kim can relate to this because like we both studied uh, political science in uni mm-hmm. we both had very troubling, tra- uh, traumatizing experiences from like studying political science and realizing that hey this might not be what I want to do after all or maybe like the industry does not want me and like having that 
quarter life crisis i guess like wondering where do i go now but at that point in time the mentality was okay i'm going to be study very vigorously in uni and then i'm going to study in the civil service more more accurately i wanted to be in mfa mm. i wanted to be working in, in i could actually see myself like slogging it out in an embassy in a high com like helping th- people in other countries uh the singaporeans in other countries more specifically mm-hmm. and uh yeah maybe in my 30s my late 30s or early 40s i might dabble in the arts mm. so i didn't know i was interested in doing theater but i didn't think i would be doing theater so soon mm. let alone by the age of 25 doing my own my first independent production in the age of 27 i would be a producer of an art school so whatever i'm going through now is basically fast tracking what my ambitions were supposed to span out in mm. decades mm-hmm. and so i don't i've never really had a plan for what happens after this because after this should be my retirement but i'm still 28 and yeah i i'm just letting life open up to me i'm a christian and so i like to think that there's the saying goes god works in mysterious ways and even if you don't believe in god life in general does work in mysterious ways and life that's will find a way life will find a way i mean uh, that does not necessarily mean that all things happen have a happy conclusion uh, by all means things could turn south at any point like the past two weeks has been a demonstration of that mm-hmm. but sometimes they don't go according to plan mm-hmm. and sometimes that is the plan of mm-hmm. not going according to plan hey, yeah. perfect on the improv podcast yeah <laughs> just, I mean it turns back to I, I, that's why we teach applied improv mm-hmm. as well because yep. we don't believe that this is something that's confined to the stage yep. this is something which applies in daily life and realizing that hey I don't have to stick to a fixed plan. And right. I wish that in my teenage years I was taught that. I I wish I had yes. like learned in that point that like, hey, I don't have to be that I don't have to get good grades to get a good life and then get uh, like be filial to my parents by earning a lot of income. I could take an unconventional route, which is effectively what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. And my family has been very very generous by like accepting my current path. I foresee myself sticking to this path for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, however long TIC survives, and I do hope that TIC does survive. Don't get me uh, wrong. <laughs> why mm. that? Well, why is it a punchline? Yes, yes. Uh, but, uh, Kim, why, why is it a punchline when TIC survives? Today, <laughs> uh, be, I mean, yeah, we should probably talk about this. But it's it's not like I'm thinking of shutting it down or anything. Yeah, not that. I mean, those thoughts have crossed my mind over the years as burnout hits and things like that. But. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, right now the aim is to survive the pandemic and to keep the space, to hold the space for our improvisers. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to hear. Uh, I guess we haven't talked about your career progression for a while. That's Again, my, my like point. having my my performance review on a podcast on a public podcast. Yes, this this <laughs> is what happens when you work in the arts. Like your life is just every every of. hat is on your head at once. <sighs> you would know. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's that's fun to hear. Thank you mm, so much, uh, and thank you for spending. Shit, this is the longest uh, episode so far. It's been a whole hour. Oh, I thought I I thought uh, Jovi's was longer. Was it longer? I feel like because usually these episodes are like half an hour, right? Uh, like yeah. Jovi uh, spent half the time interviewing you. Yeah, it was no good. Yeah, which I was actually hoping to do, but I think I will leave that privilege to another person who's up next in the episode. Yes. Hi, Hazel. When are you coming to this to to this interview? 
I believe uh, Hazel takes precedence over me. So yes, we want to hear what the co, the co-founder of yeah, TIC and has the, the very rare specimen of an improviser who doesn't improvise. Yeah. On stage at least She only directs So that's kind of weird But So that's for a future episode mm, uh, nice. In the meantime Thank you so much Miguel For spending the last hour with me Thank you And uh, I hope you have a great Sunday And uh, Well that's our wrap For our episode today listeners Thank you for listening to Geniuses, Poets and Artists This has been Miguel Lee I'm your host Kim Tan uh, If you have any feedback Or any comments Compliments Or criticisms Please email us At contact at improv.sg Or kim at improv.sg And um, uh, Be kind In the meantime Stay safe, stay healthy, and speak truth to power.